No, it's fascinating. You, what's funny is Bart's been studying Spanish and he says the, the one he uses, because he was using Duolipa and now he's not. Duolingo? <laughs> That's Duolingo. <laughs> For those of you that are joining us for the very, very first time, this is Icon or Icon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one movie at a time. And this week we are giving you a very, very special episode, the most timely episode that we've ever produced. Usually we record in advance and this year we're recording a day in advance because we want to get this film out to you so quickly because it's only going to be relevant this week. I'm here, as always, with the, oh, what is it this week? The Porg to my Wookiee. You don't have these things just lined up and ready to go, eh? You just sort of fire them off on the spot. The 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 yin to my yang, the Palpatine to my Vader. Every, you just do it right. Every week right I make them up, comes, yeah. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's super impressive. I also like the uh, you have a little bit of a you know a little bit of a lift in your voice. It's it's like you're you're in a warmer climate this week. I am. I'm coming to you from Central Florida. Central Florida. You are a golden knight. I love it. Um, yeah. Well, my name is CJ LaRoche, and I am ready to have a very special episode this week during the holidays. This is our first real holiday week of yeah. 2020, and we are going to be discussing the Star Wars Lego holiday special for you uh, this week. And I feel like we should also touch a little bit on the first holiday special. I think it'll come up naturally as we go, but I, I do want to also acknowledge that other thing that exists because this holiday special, this Lego special is definitely a thing. Um, and there's that other thing and they're both something. I'll tell well, you that. They are both something. And I feel like this holiday special in and of itself is one of the inside jokes that this movie is packed with because it kind of only exists to bring back the original holiday special, which has been largely forgotten and sort of abandoned. Like they jettisoned everything it was. To be fair, it was weird. It was very weird. It yeah. was very, very weird. And you had some of the finest talent of the day on that thing. We're talking B. Arthur, Art Carney. Uh, I never say his name right. It's not Harold Clerman. It's it's oh my god that he was in all three skits he was um he played Hedley Lamar in Blazing Saddles what is his name Harvey Corman Harvey Corman <laughs> Harvey Corman I was like Clerman. who the hell is Harold Clerman <laughs> he's what Harold Clerman I think is like the the grandfather of the American theater oh really Harold Clerman yeah I think that's right yeah Harold Clerman uh yeah he was a director and a critic uh Harold Clerman um, goddamn kids these days! You don't know anything about where you came from. Uh, but no, it's Harvey Corman did those three. I mean, just weird skits. One where he's just sort of repeating stuff. He's a robot. Another where he's like really inappropriate with B. Arthur as the bartender. He's got a hole in the top of his head. Uh, B. Arthur hangs out with a with a weird rat in the corner. There's the por there's like pornography almost right with Diane Carroll. Where, yeah, the Chewie's dad is Chewie's looking at dad the, is looking at weird like Wookie VR porn, but it's Wookie Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll, and she, I mean, she nails it, and she's very sultry. I mean, everybody um, punches in. It's just, it's just strange. Well, uh, Harrison Ford is just there. And yeah, he is bored to tears. 
Oh my god. Um, it's such a weird cash grab. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what they were doing, man. And and Mark Hamill has on more makeup than I've ever seen anyone wear. Uh yeah, and it's, you know, we're like at this point we're 4 or 5 months removed from it being the big smash hit. And and wow, yeah, it was it was a thing, man. And and Carrie Fisher sings a song. Carrie Fisher sings the Life Day song. Yeah. Now Life Day, uh you don't watch The Mandalorian, but Life Day makes an appearance in The Mandalorian's very first episode. So Life Day is now canon. Life Day is now canon. Man, it's there. Amazing. Um, amazing. Yeah, for so, sure. So the, the genesis of this weird holiday special, which, by the way, shout out to B. Arthur and that Cantina song, because that Cantina song is legendary in the original Lit. holiday special. But Life Lit. Day and the Star Wars holiday special exist. And 40 plus years later, they bring us this, the Star Wars Lego holiday special, which is a merging of the Star Wars holiday special and Lego Star Wars. So. Right. One very successful outing, one not so successful outing. And the hope is that the union of these two outings will create something beautiful. And, and, and the union of these two outings definitely creates something. Something. Uh, yeah. I, I, I got to be honest, I was into it. I was into I it. Didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I didn't. I, no, no, I, didn't I watched it with my mother and she thought it was so charming. Uh, There's comedy from the jump. It's very, very aware of itself. Oh. It's aware of itself, Andrew, and it's aware of Star Wars. Yeah, yes. It's aware of what we want. It's aware of the things that we want to hear. I mean, we'll get to it as we go through it, but there's a lot of plucky little things oh, that yeah. I loved, man. I loved. It's funny. It, it, yeah. it was funny. So the, the whole conceit of this, and, and shout out to also to Poe in a Christmas sweater for the entire film. Yeah. Um, the conceit of it is that Ray is trying to train Finn to be a Jedi. Yeah, because to be a Jedi. And is this canon? Like, is this what he wanted to tell her? Because this question the- this question is going to come up for me a few times because they kind of have one foot in canon, one foot in not. And so it's like, yes. there's, there's 75% of the script that could take place between last Jedi and rise of Skywalker and 25% that has to happen after rise of Skywalker, but doesn't acknowledge the events of rise of Skywalker. So it's a little yes. bit, it's a little bit confusing where it falls. Um, right. You're but there's some right. really great moments. Welcome back, Rose Tico. Welcome back, Rose Tico, man. Still didn't give her enough her. to do. And that's that's actually Kelly Kelly Tran doing the voice. Yeah, that's and they got her in the room and didn't give her enough to do. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she still back at home studying Death Star or studying old Star Destroyer plans? Yeah. Like, she didn't yeah. do anything. Well, but speaking I of studying, Andrew, the Arabesh when Ray is looking at the books, right? Mm-hmm. And the life day, uh, there's one that says uh, day of life, the arabesque right at the top of the page that Ray reads that says, you have to go and do this thing and you'll look and you'll figure it out and whatever the yeah. whole like point of her doing it. The, the arabesque says, Sid- says Sidious. Really? It says Sidious. So she should have known that this was going to lead to, 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 to badness, to awfulness, right? With her grandfather. <sighs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They really made a lot of those sacred Jedi texts in this movie. Oh, the sacred Jedi texts! Yeah, I know how you feel about the sacred Jedi texts. <laughs> so, but the whole thing is like Ray's having a crisis. She's not thinking she's being an effective uh, Jedi master in, yeah. in in teaching Finn how to use his powers. Finn's kind of bumbling. He gets angry. He does he does his things. Um, so she goes on this quest because there's this crystal 
that it's a key. It's a key. It's a key. Yep. That it's a key opens to up portals of the past, and it's only uh-huh. active on Life Day, so she has to go today. But she's she going to go miss the Life Day celebration if she goes. She's going to leave her friends behind again and go to figure this out. Um, yeah, and you know that as soon as as soon as time travel gets involved, you know that we're going to run into to some trouble. Yes. There's it's not going to end well. No. <laughs> There's some issues. But I do love the conceit of Ray figuring out that she has to study the Jedi from the past. Like her first, she makes her first time jump and then that's, she immediately clues into what the movie's about. Right. With us. Right. And she's just like, no, I'm no going to learn how to be a good Jedi teacher by studying the Jedis of the past and then it basically acts as a Lego clip show of our favorite scenes and sort of inserting Ray and BB-8 into them. That's right. And conspicuously missing or conspicuously given a very little bit of attention is The Last Jedi. I counted two clips only of The Last Jedi in this whole thing. I mean, I mean, Phantom Menace got more than, got more than Last Jedi. I don't Wonder know. Why. I think Last Jedi got its fair due. No, no, there was only one when they were when they when they were doing the big drop, when they were dropping through everything, they passed a red background and that was the throne room. And then when uh, Emperor asked Kylo Ren if he would ever betray his master, we saw him betray his master. But other than that, I saw no last Jedi. There was the whole sequence of Kylo with his shirt off. Oh, Kylo with his shirt off, right, which was a great reference. Did you catch the risky business reference? Yes. When he slides in. Oh my god. That was As actually a child really funny. Of the eighties, I was all aboard for that. Yeah, no, I think Last Jedi got its fair shake just because that the shirtless joke took up a good bit of screen time. Sure. And you wouldn't sure. know that the shirtless thing was such an ordeal if you weren't familiar with the That's Last true. Jedi. You no, know, you're absolutely right. I did. I did like how Hux could not get through that scene. Have Hux. we made Hux? Have we made Hux a homosexual in canon now? Because, or was he just sort of like? lost in awe as you know any any person would be when they saw abs like that you know i don't know because i'm gonna go with you on the back end of that because i don't know that being speechless by a beautiful man body makes you homosexual no absolutely not it doesn't i'm just i'm just posing the question of was that sexual in nature him being so lost and not being able to form words as he saw kylo's uh, kylo's abs or was it merely admiration I think he was kind of into it, but that like that's like me. I think he was into it because honestly, like as soon as we get off of this call right now, I'm gonna Google some Hux Kylo Ren fan fiction and see who <laughs> went there too, because like there's some yeah Randy Randy man out there that wrote some naughty shit about them. I promise no you, no question, that. It no might question. Be me. I loved it <laughs> as well. It should be. Um, so let's talk about this clip show though, because they really. They, they spend a good bit of time giving us some favorite moments. How did you feel about um, the when they go into the Phantom Menace and the, they're gassing Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan, but they cut in before the movie cuts in and he's like, who cares about a trade dispute? Who cares about trade disputes? Absolutely. I think that Come was another, I was, I was so good. That was so good. And thank you for that, Lego Star Wars. It was uh, really, really, really funny. You got to feel you got to feel a little bad, you know, for George because it's clearly like attacking the script uh, and attacking the premise. But no, it was it was very good. It was for us. It was for the fans. It was for the fans. Most of this was for the fans. I have a feeling, and I thought this after watching it. I was like, this was for like someone like us to watch with our children. 
Yes. Kids yes. are going to just like be jazzed by it. And we're going to get all of the humor. That's like completely fanboy related. One of my favorite lines was participation trophies for Jedi. There are not. There are not. There that's are not. That's that's a joke that only people over 35 are going to get. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. So trench run. Did you love how Ray was now involved in the trench run? Yeah. Again, my, my, I had to turn off my cannon brain there for a second because you can't have her there, you know, in the, in the trench run. Um, but no, it was, it was great with, with, uh, let go was, which was a clear theme throughout the, you know, throughout the entire episode or show or special. special. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I liked it. I liked the three of them in the cockpit. I thought it was made for a good visual loved yeah. hearing old Obi-Wan whenever I hear, you know, Alec Guinness or like an Alec Guinness impression. Uh, takes me back and and gives me the the warm fuzzies and i loved that that entire shot of the legos uh x-wings you know uh by the moon by yavin four uh shot for shot from a new hope oh they did such a great job shot for shot a new hope uh, special edition nailed it they nailed it they did such a great job so many callbacks to different things when ray was like i've got a good feeling about this i was like thank you for that (laughs) yeah i've got a good feeling about this she jumps in the hole yeah it was yeah i mean why not everything was just a big a big why not i have a couple questions for you okay so uh we cut back to the party a few times on the millennium falcon and like hijinks ensue because of this party right Mm -hmm. yeah and this i what's funny is i feel like the idea of ray time traveling and seeing all these past things, I feel like that was the movie. And they always had to have the party subplot. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the party subplot didn't always land. Like they didn't, no. kind of, they were like kind of half-baked. So that first cutback, when the party is not going well, when they're struggling to set it up, I just don't understand why these people can't throw a life day party. Because yeah, we no, actually it's... just watched them save the universe. So that was like a silly conceit. I thought there was a more interesting way to use these characters, even especially use these weird heightened funny versions. Like mm-hmm. the fact that Poe is a Christmas sweater or a life day sweater wearing like aficionado and is obsessed with this happening. I think that's so funny because I, I love when Rose was like, oh, he says, I've got a plan. Like, I, I hope he doesn't say that. You know, because I've got a plan. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's the general, he's the leader. But then halfway through the movie, they make him like casually low key emotional, which I didn't get. Like, they just, yeah, I think they know what so to do. Because he, he was falling apart, that everything wasn't going the way that he wanted it to. You know, there's some, there was this weird sort of Netflix movie special TV movie thing last Christmas with Dennis Quaid. Did you watch that? No. Uh, it was very, it was very weird. We got, we got so into it because that's what happens with Netflix. Uh, but it has that sort of vibe of like it's, it's a family, and this Dennis Quaid is like a, he's a policeman. He's, you know, he's very like rough around the edges, and he's intimidating, and he's got three children, and they all have in laws, and you know, there's like the one guy is coming to meet the family for the first time, and blah blah blah. That it sort of had that vibe to me, like very like on point holiday special right of like a family or you know in this case i mean they're a family right um you know maz Kanata shows up and there's like the she's like the weird cousin and oh and she's she's like where's my boyfriend but like chewie's wife is clearly there yeah um so that's awkward uh but no i I thought they definitely nailed like the holiday family vibe 
you know, with Legos and Star Wars characters. You know what I feel like? I feel like Lego Star Wars was Ray's adventure, and then the party on Millennium Falcon was like cribbed from an episode of Full House. Like post right. all of a sudden Danny Tanner. Yes. Like yes. Which was exactly. so which was exactly. so weird. Like, and how how did the tree when the tree falls, like just random hijinks ensue that were not related? Why is the tree there? Chewie pushed over a tree. Yeah. Or when Chewie's family comes in and they just attack the roast. Like when since when do Wookiees act like that? We've literally seen Wookiees not act like that. Well, we did see Chewie make a decision with his stomach in Return of the Jedi. We did, and I hated right? that because I thought that because I thought that was out of the blue. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. See, so there again. So like you're consistent. You're yeah. consistent. I was just like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you feel about the Death Star 2? That feels kind of derivative. How about Star Killer Base? <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. No, I thought I thought Darth Vader in this thing was he was my favorite character. Oh, he was so funny. <laughs> he was so good. He was so, so good. good. And then they come back to it. He's like, uh, what is it? He's like, yeah, well, this is our second Death Star. I know. That's how I got the idea for Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base. Love that name. Come yeah. on. Oh, so it, it was funny. Um, I like the Ray Vader lightsaber battle situation. It gives you the Vader on Vader moment. It gives you really fun callbacks. That's where that's where they just start, like, packing them in, like. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, and I love uh, when, when she first, you know, when she falls back into Attack of the Clones and and Anakin and Obi-Wan are taking the elevator and says, I know you're excited to see Padme. And he like, has got like a big giant bouquet of flowers. <laughs> so great. It and they so pop good. up on the, hello there, hello there, hello there. Oh, the it's three very, hello there's were great. Yeah. Um, oh my God, so many, so many cameos. So we got, we got the, we got a Vader on Vader fight. We got the callback yep. to, to Mustafar. Yeah. When they're fighting there, the yep. Phantom Menace. Everybody's they, on Mustafar. They fly through the pod race. Yeah, they, with the actual uh, the caller, this this the the sportscasters or, or whatever they are, um, that's actually from the movie. Yeah, they pull that right from the movie. So good. Hey, fun uh, fact about that: Did you know that those remember the the two guys that were calling the the race? Yeah, they were they were CGI characters. Did you know that that was actually originally shot with actors? I didn't know that. Those two guys, yeah, they were originally actors, and then they just decided to make them CGI. So those okay. two guys actually they did those lines and they were live, but they replaced them. Ended up going CGI on them, yeah. Because yeah. reasons. I hope, I hope they told them before. I, the I hope so. Too. I hope they didn't just show up to the premiere and be like, "Oh, that's right, what it right. was." Yeah. <laughs> but like they, I mean, they this hit, movie. They grew through the Mandalorian. There's that really funny bit with the clones being like, "I just feel like we're on traffic duty." Oh yeah. One's got a donut and the other one's got a coffee. Oh my god. Hysterical. They, talk, they talk about how in sync they are. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Half of Darth Maul. Yeah, half of Darth Maul. <laughs> like dragging himself with his, with his double-sided lightsaber. Looking like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. Oh, it was so, it was so Good funny. Good stuff. The blue oh, milk, the blue milk that gets frozen. Oh, it's. When he it's, throws it up. Hysterical. Clever. So clever. Um, this thing is so clever. It's very, very clever. Yeah. Han shooting first. Both Hans shooting first. Yeah. You want to shoot first? And they just waste Greedo. Why is there a Rodian at the back of the party on the Millennium Falcon, though? Because it's clearly not Greedo. Yeah. I, I, like a random I don't know. Roto. There, I don't know. There's also two wickets. So it's like... Yeah. Is that and Max Rebo. Max Rebo was Max Rebo was definitely on the sail barge at Jabba's. 
So he survived that somehow. He survived somehow, but they, they do talk about how the Max Rebo 7 did not survive, like, no. which, which I thought was really, really funny. Yeah, I like that. That was like that, that. That was good. You just um, have to turn off your cannon brain. When these things yeah. come up, Star Wars fans, if you're listening, just turn it off. Yeah. Just turn it off and enjoy the, and enjoy the ride. It was actually super fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then there's some, there were some sweet moments. Like, I thought Luke fixing BB-8 was very sweet. Mm-hmm. And like, how he was Absolutely. like, what, what if I try this? Um, that's, that's the first time you see him, really, is fixing droids. Yeah. In A New Hope. So um, Yoda comes through. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Two big jokes that I can't abandon. The Jar Jar Binks joke. Yep, yep. That's the worst thing that happened since Jar Jar's Senate speech. That was Classic. great. Thanks for that. And then, uh, yeah, he threw you down a... Um, what reactor shaft. A reactor shaft, and there's no coming back from that. No coming back from that, and then they pan to the to the audience. Yeah. So good. <laughs> it was so So funny. good. So this is my thing. This is my thing, though, because the movie completely ignores... The Force Dyad narrative, it completely ignores the uh, Palpatine return narrative. Mm-hmm. It ignores all of that stuff, but it doesn't completely ignore Rise of Skywalker. Right. Because Jana's there at the party. Right. Yeah. And Lando's old. Old Lando's, and Lando's at the party. Old. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. It's a cape. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Also voiced by Billy D. Williams. Oh, wow. He came back. Good for him. Yep. Yep. Came back for that. But so like, yeah, uh, they just, they make jokes at Rise of Skywalker's expense Mm -hmm. and it has to take place after Rise of Skywalker because they're exploring Finn's race sensitivity. But like, that's, that's part of the thing that bothered me because like, it's so- Did you say race sensitivity? I I meant Finn. (laughs) You know, you said they're exploring Finn's race sensitivity. Is that what I said? Exactly what you said. Finn's force sensitivity. There it is. But apparently he does maybe have a race sensitivity. Are we back to that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hard to say. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, so at least keeping a theme with the new trilogy, they do just give Rey a random new power to solve things. She's just, yeah, she can just whip together a time machine. Yeah, that's like... Just whip it together. She's got it all inside. Yeah, she's got it all inside. We have everything we need. Thank you, Leia. Yeah. But so she whips together this time machine, but then she gets the key and she keeps using the key anyway. Yeah. So she could only whip it together for that one moment. Just to get back to the, yeah, the moment where she could pick it back up the key. Because Yoda came through with a Yoda ex machina. Yeah. I just don't know why, like, there, everything was so easy for Rey all the time, but and they just don't, they don't abandon that, right? So like, yeah. they stay consistent. Yeah. They stay consistent with that. Yeah, you know, and then that final fight sequence is like really great. And you see the two Lukes and uh Oh and yeah. It's 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 actually like super fun. It is um, super fun. And then she she manages to bring everybody back. Yeah. To yeah. their respective it, timeline, which is good. Put, yeah, we assume that that's happening because when Luke is back on Tatooine, we see all the, yeah, the so rings they, going yeah, here and, and there. And it's really nice to participate in a Star Wars movie that makes an effort to tie up plot holes. I love that. Yeah, because like very rarely do you, for that. like you know, because I, I thought for sure she was going to force magic her way out of that one, but then <laughs> she showed her like do something like to to put yep. it back together, not just like force healing's a thing now. 
Um, oh boy. But yeah, Ray, sure Ray learns a lesson about herself and she's, she's got, she's got, she's got to be patient with Finn. She can't force it. Yeah. Yeah. Why oh, is, and then, and, and they're more, these relationships are more than just master student, their friendship, their friendship. Yes. So maybe Finn is now just in the friend zone. I, maybe that's what they're telling us. Yeah. Maybe that's because, what they're telling us. Yes. Yes. This, I, this whole holiday special was just to let us know that Finn and Ray are not going to be romantically involved. Yeah. And Poe kisses Zori. Poe kisses Zori, yeah. They bring yeah. Zori back. That's hilarious that she's still wearing her helmet. <laughs> she got her helmet on. Yeah, she doesn't need to so, not. Some of that stuff, when, the, when they just showed up the Lego versions of your favorite characters, I was just like, go ahead. Come on, red carpet, yeah, on all of them in. This is yeah, come hysterical. Because this is just fun. Yeah. You know, this doesn't need to make sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was it was like, fun. I, I gotta go back to that visual half Darth Maul. I laughed for a good minute about that. <laughs> He's just like dragging himself, <laughs> looking so desperate. It was really funny. Yeah. Oh, and then it snows on Kashyyyk, and I don't know if it can snow on Kashyyyk, but if trees can grow on Mustafar, it can snow on Kashyyyk. It can snow on Kashyyyk. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, trees grow on Mustafar because the there was a thing that an old lady who was force sensitive tried to use to bring back her dead husband. And that's why Mustafar became a lava planet. And then in a comic book, Darth Vader ended up destroying that. So Mustafar started growing back and that's why we were able to see Mustafar in rise of Skywalker. Although we didn't know it was unless we bought the book. Yeah. And didn't he, isn't there some other subplot where he tried to bring Padme back once? He tried to, he was always trying to bring Padme back. Um, when they got when they turned the Jedi Temple back into uh, the Emperor's office, they found a helmet which belonged to an old Sith Lord. And that Sith Lord ended up talking to him from beyond and trying, you know, telling that he could help him, but he was just trying to play a trick. Very, very involved comic book stuff that you have to you have to read to know what's going on. Yeah, Darth Mormont. Darth, no, that's Jora Mormont. Darth Marmon. Darth Charmin. Anyway. Darth something was the was the helmet name, not, but not Darth Helmet. Not Darth was, Helmet, though. I want to know be that's baseballs. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Yep. Oh my gosh, we should take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah. You know what, CJ? I really love doing these episodes and talking to you, and I'm really glad that we had the time to do a holiday episode. I'm so pumped that we were able to, to fit this in. And I'm so excited by the technology that we have of Zoom and Google Meet and all those things to make sure that we can still be together even though we're far apart. Yeah, it's been a really hard year. And honestly, like not being able to just like hug and kiss all over my family is really, really quite difficult if I'm going to keep it real for a second. It's challenging. It's really yeah. challenging. And But we know that this is not going to be forever, that eventually we are going to come out the other side of this and be okay. Yeah. And so while numbers are on the rise and things aren't looking that great as far as things go in this country right now, I just want to encourage all of us to keep doing what we've been doing to keep ourselves healthy, keep ourselves well, protect our loved ones. And uh, hopefully next year we'll get to have the big holiday celebrations that we all love. Absolutely. Wear a mask, stay home, stay apart, get together on the internet to say a quick hello, because we just we're we're so close to the end of this thing. We're so close to being on the other side. And if we can just hold out just a little bit longer, we can we can sacrifice this Thanksgiving and Christmas and Kwanzaa and New Year's for however many more we're going to be able to have on the other side and in the future. So please, folks, stay safe, keep your distance and wear a mask. Absolutely. The holidays are about community and we need to do our part to take care of each other, meaning the whole country, not just ourselves. That's right. Back to the show. 
And we're back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so this movie was like 45 minutes long. So it was like, are we going to do ephemeral questions? Are we not? But I feel like we have to do ephemeral questions. I'm not sure we have the clout to just flout our newly last chapter found format. Can't leave them out. Cannot leave them out. So we're going to do ephemeral questions for the Star Wars Lego holiday special. Ephemeral questions with Andrew and CJ about the Star Wars Lego holiday special. I've got some and he's got some and don't you know they're special. (laughs) Special doesn't really rhyme with special. It's the same fucking word. But that's the first time that I've cursed in this whole episode. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, we usually have a lot more of those in there. I know. I know. Especially Rise of Skywalker was just one big long therapy session. (laughs) Me just getting all my angers out. It wasn't just you. It wasn't just you, CJ. We were there with you. I know. I felt it. All right. What worked for you? Everything. (laughs) It all worked for me. No, these Lego Star Wars things are so good. Um, I will say what really, really, really worked for me is any, there were so many air quote moments and you know, the, the, the Legos have the little half moon hands, (laughs) right? They actually like flex them for the air quotes. It was was so good. That really, really worked for me. The Lego, the Lego stuff in general, you know, there was one time where like somebody's hair piece came off and it came back on. I think the consistency of you know, these are not human beings. These are not, we're not trying to pretend that they're anything other than Legos. Yeah. They're the Lego versions they, of these characters. Yeah. No. And they, they stick with that at all, at all times with, with the Lego Star Wars stuff. And that, that always works for me. I love when Ray got in her ship and you see her like, just like pressing the buttons and all you see is the little, the little Lego oh, yeah, hands going up and down. Up and down. <laughs> She's not totally pressing. great. Yeah. It's totally it was great. awesome. Uh, I loved, uh, I loved all the in jokes. I thought some real good care was put into like uh, the uh, who cares about trade disputes? Yeah. The elevator shaft sequence was great. The trench run sequence. Um, yeah. The old Han and young Han shoot together shooting Greedo. So Half good. Oh, ball, when, I'll bring him up again. There was there was robot chicken references in this thing. Remember the robot chicken Star Wars? Oh yeah, those were so good. When when Palpatine was falling down the shaft and he fell down past the stormtroopers, they totally referenced that as well. Like so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, his little so his little coffee mug with Arabesh on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. World's best emperor, galaxy's best emperor, and the only emperor. Oh yeah, the, the characterization of emperor of the emperor was really fun. Yeah, apparently that guy has done it before. There's a, there's another Lego Star Wars thing where he it was basically like the same premise. Mm. of Vader giving him the coffee mug and him like freaking out about it. Oh, so that's a callback uh, in and of itself. Yeah. It's references a callback into references into callback. references. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. so great. Yeah. All right. What did not work for you? What You know what did not work for me? And I said, you know, you have to like turn off your canon brain. Yeah. I don't like, I didn't like, and right away, right off the bat, like I didn't like introducing Ray training Finn in this format. Oh, I didn't like it in this format unless we're done with Ray and Finn, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there is a bigger universe that we have to consider, you know, and I, I always go back to, to infinity war in uh, the Avengers, yeah. right? How infinity war is direct continuity from Ragnarok. Yeah. 
you know, it, it knows the universe that it's in and it, it pays homage to it. It, 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 and it acknowledges it and it, and there is a seamless transition. So if we're done with Finn and Ray and we're not going to see them again, and I think a lot of Star Wars fans be happy if we didn't, you know, then that's fine. But, but if, if we're going to see them again and if they're going to be like part of the lore, I did not like introducing them, Ray training him in this way, in this format. Um, you know, but that being said, you always have to turn off your cannon brain. Uh, but I didn't like it. And that, and that did not work for me. Uh, is there anything that didn't work for you? I didn't like that. They sidestepped all of the elements that they didn't like from rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if the conceit is this, that, uh, cause they went through the trouble of making a joke about rise of Skywalker. Right. So they make a joke about rise of Skywalker. They include two characters from rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm but they don't include the plot point when they've gone through all the trouble of making sure all the other plot points are included. So yeah. my thing is like, just from a consistency standpoint, I get that it's going to be, that you want it to be fun and that you want it to be its own thing. But uh, I'm not sure you can like sidestep what you don't like about a movie, but like what you want to make a joke about is fair game. I don't know. Exactly. Don't know. Exactly. Some, yeah, you can't, you I feel can't like some have rule the good was violated the because I kept waiting for the forced diet joke. Yeah. Because it just won. It would have taken just one. Right. And because they made that, you can't bounce back from that. Mm-hmm. You know, which was yeah, funny. Yeah, should so have been a little bit a little bit more of an acknowledgement, you know, of what of what what we're after, what we're coming after. Right. Like, yeah. Although it is past Ben. It is past Kylo. So, but no, that's actually even that's actually even more of a of an opportunity yeah. for her to, to, for her to reference that yeah. when, when she sees him again. Yep. No, you're right. No, you there was right a way. It. Yeah. I don't know. This is the way. So you haven't watched this... it. You haven't watched it. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Oh, I've been busy, man. It's, it's, oh, it's, stop. Yeah. 12 <laughs> fucking episodes. Heaven's right. sake. Right, uh, so this might be a silly question, but does this make your desert Island top five? well it's only 47 minutes i mean it's only it's only 47 and i'm gonna watch it again yeah like real life cj is definitely gonna go in and check this thing out again um and i do i actually do want to watch the old holiday special again too just to like get into my brain again uh no it doesn't this is not this is not going to come on to the desert Island with me, um, but I'm super glad it exists. I'm very excited that it's on Disney plus and I can just like turn it on whenever I need something on in the background um, because it's not offensive and it doesn't, it doesn't break anything because it's, it's, it's its own thing. It's Legos, you know? Um, yeah, but no, it doesn't, it doesn't make my desert Island top five. Does it make yours? I didn't think so. I didn't even answer you. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. But it was fun. <laughs> but it was fun. I did appreciate it for what it was. Like, you oh know, my god, I, I so appreciate it, and I'm so happy for it. I think the thing I appreciate the most is that they get out of there before they overstay their welcome. Right. You know, that's. Right. I thought that was like the smartest. We didn't even talk about Yoda in the Burl Ives get up at the end. Wait, I know. Wait, what was that? Clearly, the Rainar, right? Yeah. yeah. I just said Rainar. Uh, yeah, no, him with the little hat and the little bowler and the sweater. No, it's classic. 
Oh my gosh, so silly, so cute. I loved it. Love it. I loved it. it. All right, I have have a question that is specific to this movie and this movie alone for you that I didn't tell you about because I wanted to surprise you because I love it. I'm really living for this like surprise question. Can you tell? Like I'm very excited about this. And it's the holidays. Like what, what better time is there to have a surprise? Exactly. So did this movie successfully start your holiday season? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Yes. Me too. No question. Me too. No it was... question. Poe in a, in a green sweater, uh, Vader later in the red Darth uh, Death Star sweater. Inexplicably uh, too. And they talk about yeah, it, like, no. wait, why are you wearing the sweater? <laughs> out, out of nowhere. You know, and yeah. it's kind of, it, I feel like that was a Rise of Skywalker dig too. <laughs> right? With the Emperor getting the new clothes. Um, oh, wait, but, actually, it probably was. You know, right? Although, yeah. Although there may have been another Lego thing where he has a sweater, but anyway, uh, no, I love uh, uh, everybody coming together, you know, on the Falcon for the Christmas party, the decorations, Co- Poe screwing up the turkey or the, not the turkey, whatever they called it. Uh, but the Porgs were there. Like it felt like the holidays. It felt like, like I was talking about earlier with the Dennis Quaid show. No, totally kickstarted my holidays. I'm ready for Thanksgiving this week and, you know, whatever Christmas brings um, no, definitely, definitely kickstarted my holidays. And I think you as you as well. Oh, same. It, it, there was such a charm factor. They just launch you right into accepting that life day is like a stand in for whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah. You know, totally. and they, they really lead into it. Of course, it's completely stylized to be closest to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I still respect what it set out to do. And it, it kind of really got me in the mood of the thing with like there's snow at the end, which is such a Christmas movie staple Yoda with the bowler hat. It, it doesn't, it didn't need to make any sense. The whole nope. goal was for you to sit down and enjoy this with your family. And if yeah. you're a star Wars fan, you'll have a good time. And it, it did that. I thought it was absolutely. It was I kept thinking the kids are going to love this one. Yeah. The kids are going to eat this one up. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. Um, what's your special award? Well, my special award is the Matt Sieska's Basement Award. <laughs> so, you know, um, when they do the big fall, like when they just keep going through portal after portal and picking up, you know, character after character, and, and then they end and they do it sort of like a frozen shot of just all of the Star Wars Lego characters in a pile. Yeah. That, that totally brought me back to play in Star Wars in Matt Sieska's basement. We had everything. I mean, we had everything. We had the Falcon. We had, you know, uh, Luke's theater. We had all the characters. Like, we just had every, everyone. And I just, I remember seeing that shot and being like, oh, yeah. Like, I remember when I was a kid and I remember why these things, these movies and this story and these characters and all this. Like, I remember why it was is such a big deal. And still, 42 years later... Like I was born in 78, man. Like I am Star Wars through and through. And just seeing that big pile of toys, I was like, oh yeah, fucking Star Wars, man. Like all your Star Wars toys and the memories of you chilling with your best friend in his basement, you know, playing Star Wars. Like that's that's what that's what it's all about to me. So the the Matsieska's Basement Award goes to the Star Wars Lego special. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, What's your special award? My special is the OnlyFans Award. <laughs> so with the, we have the only fans in the Mad CS's basement award have we taken a turn we've taken a bit of a turn but you know what it's our show we can turn wherever we please so here's the thing i uh i just think this movie is so dedicated to the fans having a nice experience yeah 
you know, it doesn't really demand yeah. anything but you to like remember your favorite moments. And they so faithfully recreated everything that it's really, it, they make it really enjoyable. Because mm-hmm. like, I really had to so applaud enjoyable. Like, the trench run, the Mustafar fight, like the elevator shaft, having yeah. her pop into the elevator shaft and then actually coming above it to see her was yeah. great. It, yeah. Just some of the details were so charming. Pod racing. The pod racing, it looked great. <laughs> Yeah. So um yeah, that's why they get they get the OnlyFans award for me. Only so fans. and I just thought it would be fun to like talk about the Star Wars holiday special and say OnlyFans. I thought that would be a fun moment for us. This is what's happened. Monday, yeah. November twenty-third. Here we are. This is what we did it. <laughs> is this film an icon or a icon, CJ? Ooh. Well, time will tell. Yeah. It's only seven time days will old. Tell. It's, it's literally only seven <laughs> days old. It's about a week old at this point. And you know, I, I'm not, I am not comfortable giving it an icon status, but I am not comfortable giving it a icon status either. I'm, I'm, I'm abstaining from from giving it a status at this point because it's just too early to tell. I feel that, and I thought it, I thought it was so good, and I really enjoyed watching. You know, it's like it's it, it, we're of a certain age, and we have those, we have Rudolph. Yeah, we have Frosty, you know, and 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 to a lesser extent, we have the really depressing Charlie Brown ones. Oh, so Um, sad! But (laughs) they're so sad. They're so sad. Nothing good happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I, I'm just not, I'm just not comfortable yet with that question, and I don't think I can answer it at this time. Okay. Yeah, you. I don't think it's earned icon status yet, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. It's, it can't be a Y-Con. It, it succeeds in way too many fun ways. Right. Right. Uh, it succeeds in way too many fun ways for it to be a Y-Con. And, and it's, it's not bad enough to be uh, an icon in the wrong way, you know? Right. Exactly. So exactly. like, I, I think this will be, I think we're going to have to check back in in season 46 of Icon or Y-Con. Gotcha. And, uh, and we'll, we'll gotcha. ask you again. So, so you hear it here first, folks. Thanksgiving 2054. We will check back in. The math is not right. The no, math wait, is not wait, right. Wait, it would be it would wait. be Thanksgiving 2066. Uh, if it's you know 46 what? years later. Oh, whoever said musicians were good at math. My God. Well, you're good at counting. You're good at counting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can count most to times. Eight. Yeah. You can count to eight. No, dancers and choreographers count to eight. You count, we can to, count four. to four. Choreographers can count to eight. Yeah. What's what's my running joke, CJ? Count what do you four. do for a living? I count to four and hope everybody does it just like we talked about. There it is. There my it is. Answer. Three X's. Yes. Three, three X's. The three X's. I would kill somebody for three X's right now. <laughs> I know. Oh. We'll get there. We'll we're, get there. We're we're gonna, we'll get back we're there. We're going to come out the other side of this. Yeah, we are. Better we are. for it. We're going to be okay. All right. Well, CJ, this was wonderful. I'm really glad we did this. I think this was an important call to make. It is an important film, and I think there are going to be uh, some like parents twenty years from now that really enjoy this movie. No question. And really have a good experience with it. I'm I'm going to show it to my kids. No question. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's super charming, super sweet. It's really good, and I think it's an excellent addition to the holiday movie canon. Um, mm-hmm. If not, maybe not to the Star Wars canon. But uh, once again, you know we've we've wrapped we've wrapped up the Star Wars universe now for the second time. For the second time, yeah. Uh, maybe someday when you start watching The Mandalorian, we'll we'll dive in, we'll dive deep <laughs> into that. 
Um, but I just want to say again, uh, a big, a big thank you to George Lucas for, yeah. for creating the characters and the universe uh, and the mileage that, that we've all been able to, to get out of it uh, is just wonderful. And I just want to wish everybody listening, happy holidays yeah. uh, and, and go watch the star Wars Lego special because it's, it's, it's boss. It's real good. Absolutely. Sit the kids down, watch it. No, no question. All right. For Icon or Wicon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche and we'll holiday. See you next, next time. time.